Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we've created a space to share heritage, techniques, meditations, and conversations, all to increase our sense of awareness. As we become more aware to what is around us and who we are, we can begin to be present to what is happening and why. Today is a very fun episode. I recently was asked the question of, how can I connect to my chakras better? And I do have a few podcasts that display the practice of doing so. However, what if you don't want to listen to a podcast? What if you want to do something outside of a podcast on your own time? This may be a bit counterintuitive as, yes, this is a podcast. However, I would like to give some tips and techniques about how to connect to the chakras rather than actually doing a practice. So this one should be a fun podcast to listen while you move throughout your day. And thank you so, so much for joining me here today. Let's dive in. Muldahara, that is our root chakra. How do we connect to this space? If we're a fan of astrology, Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Sagittarius. If you have an understanding of the zodiacal properties, you may already understand that those are four different signs with four different elements, fire, earth, air, and water. We live on earth, and earth houses all of those elements. So by connecting to qualities of those signs, you are also able to connect more deeply to your root chakra. Now, what if we're not into astrology? Well, Muldahara has the color of red. Meditation and contemplation on that color alone is helpful, also wearing red colors. If we're more into a kinesthetic sort of learning about the chakras, root vegetables like potatoes or turnips, beets, those will help us understand the qualities of Muldahara. One of the famous philosophers, I don't know if it's Hippocrates or Hippocrates, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, I believe said, let food be thy medicine or something like that. What we ingest, we start to become. And if we want to discover what a root chakra is and how to connect to it, root vegetables are a very, very wonderful place to start. Lastly, what if we're really not into changing our diet or diving into astrology. In that case, a wonderful opportunity to connect to the root chakra would be sitting. How do you sit upon the earth? Are your legs crossed? Are they straight? Can you kneel? Can you squat? By being intentional with our movement around our tailbone, we are also able to physically change the sensations of our body. And with that physical change, we will then also be able to connect to the energetic change that is Muldahara. Chakras are located at the back of our body. So notice how the hip bones sit as we're laying down, and notice if you can bring more comfort and more ease to your sitting positions so that you can connect more deeply to your root chakra. Moving on to Svaratthan, which is our sacral chakra. How do we connect to this place? This would be all about Scorpio. Sometimes Scorpio gets a bad name for being dark and mysterious, 
But in reality, Scorpio is a beautiful sign of emotional connectivity. It also houses contradictions. Whereas, yes, it can be watery, Scorpio also has the animal associated with the phoenix and the snake. How can fire and water get along? That is the harmony and the balance of emotion and feeling. As I mentioned previously, our chakras are located at the back of our body, so if we want to connect to our sacral, a wonderful opportunity to connect to this place is our sacrum. By placing a block underneath our sacrum and feeling what that does to our body and how it helps us align our bodies, we are also able to actually open our sacral. If you've noticed when the back is arched, the pelvis actually opens. So by physically manipulating the body in this way, we're able to energetically tap into the sensations of Svaratshan. Svaratshan has the color of orange. So what orange, spices, fruits, or foods can you eat to help you get in touch with Svaratshan, our sacral? We've talked about a direction to go to learn about Svaratshan with Zodiac, researching into that. We've also had a physical practice, altering the sacrum. We also had an edible practice, eating or wearing orange clothes. Lastly and emotionally, Svaratthan is, and our sacral chakra, is all about intimacy, seeing into ourself, feeling the sensations of the body. So by assigning some time out of your day, to really check in to how you're feeling, it could be a simple question, how am I feeling today? We will begin to establish a relationship with how our nervous system talks to our body. And as we're able to discern how we're feeling, so also are we able to receive the wisdom of Svaratthan, our sacral chakra. Moving up into Manipurna, this center looks more yellow, more bright orange. And I believe what rules this place is actually Libra and Virgo, earth and air. As we are to digest the wisdom, the lessons, the food, that's all very earthy or all Virgo-based, analyzing what we take into our body, but also we must move it. We must flow with the information, and that's where Libra comes in. So again, if you're a fan of astrology and if you want to connect, to your chakras using astrology, it's a really beautiful opportunity to learn more about Virgo and Libra. If you're not a fan of astrology, a wonderful opportunity to learn about this space is actually the sun. When's the last time you tanned or stayed in front of an infrared heating element? By taking in the power of the sun, we're able to inform the body about how to digest light, energy, and matter through our body. If we've ever met an extremely positive person, normally that would mean that their Manipurna, their solar plexus chakra, is often quite bright, what we project out into the world. So how do you connect to this space? I've mentioned in the previous two chakras that food is important, I believe that food may be the most important for this specific element and area. 
What sort of yellow foods can you begin to ingest, spices or herbs, to help connect you to the element and the color of yellow? Maybe it's some turmeric. Maybe we begin eating lemons and bananas. As our body, as we are physically seeing these colors, it has an effect on us, which is why certain companies will design their brands to look certain ways, because the feeling of the color that we see actually translates to a sensation within us. If we don't want to change our diet, but want to connect more to Manipurna, then again, the sun is a wonderful space. Understanding how we can project light out of our body or absorb light is a wonderful, wonderful practice to connect more to our sensation of digestion and mani purna. This is a great opportunity to maybe do a cleanse, maybe do a fast, and see what this sensation feels like within your body. Moving up into anahata, heart chakra. These zodiacal qualities deal with Leo and Cancer. Leo with being the passion, the fire, and how we feel, and Cancer being the nurturing element of how our feelings impact the rest of our consciousness and actually environment. If we're not into astrology, how do we connect to Anahata? Well, one of the answers I'm sure as you're able to understand and already know, is love. How can we love ourselves more? What practices of love are we already doing? Self-love or loving someone else? What sort of generosity can we give? Compassion can we give? That's a wonderful way to connect. What about a physical practice? Breathing exercises. If you want to connect more to anahata, alter the way that you breathe nostril breathing, deep belly breathing. This is a wonderful opportunity to connect more to anahata in a very physical and tangible way. Also, exercise. Anahata is the heart and heart pumps blood throughout our whole body. By modulating these spaces by either breathing and exercising, we're able to stimulate this area more deeply. Moving up into Vishuddha, our throat chakra. This space, in zodiacal terms, would be Gemini, as Gemini rules the nervous system, the lungs, and the speech, the tops of the shoulders, I believe, as well. Learning more about Gemini would be helpful if you're an astrologer. If you're not, how can we connect to this space? Speech. One of my favorite practices to do is to actually not talk for as long as I can. Some of us don't have that luxury, and I understand. But notice if we're even speaking out loud to ourselves a good amount of time and seeing what modulation of speech does in its connection to Vishuddha. If we don't speak a lot, what if we start speaking up more? If we speak relatively frequently, what happens when we speak a little bit less? Singing is a wonderful way to connect to this chakra, spoken poetry, as well as humming or toning or oming. All of these stimulate Vishuddha. Now, what if we really don't want to do something external or research into astrology? The last suggestion that I have in here 
is internal speech. How do we speak to ourselves? Can we speak to ourselves with love, as a friend would speak to us, with encouragement, with compassion? As we begin to change the way that we speak to ourselves, we can start to learn and understand the energetic qualities of Vishuddha and connect more deeply into this chakra. Moving up into Ajna, our third eye. This property is all about Taurus. Taurus being the bull and our cerebellum, the middle of the head really, actually correlates to Taurus in that way. Fun fact. So if you're an astrologer, a wonderful way to connect to Ajna, the third eye, is through learning more about the zodiacal property of Taurus. If we're not an astrologer, a wonderful way to begin connecting to this space is imagination. One of my favorite practices to do is to pick a random word, color, sight, object, and imagine that. What does this look like? The word Crayola. I don't know if you've seen that word today, but if you have, if you begin imagining that word, I am 90% certain that within the next three days, you will see that word somewhere. Ajna deals with how we see ourselves and connects us to the spiritual realm where we can see fairies and aliens and whatever have you, anything that you can imagine. And as we are align ourselves to certain words or phrases or objects, they flow effortlessly to us. So please do take me up on this challenge. Begin thinking or looking at a word, object, phrase, whatever have you, and see if you can see that within this material world throughout your week. Now, what if you don't want to use imagination? What's another way to connect to Ajna? Meditation. Meditation, I know that this season is supposed to be about some other things, but I can't help but mention this topic because it's really, really helpful to connect to it. This is holding an image in your mind for as long as you can, staring at a flame or a body of water, or noting your thoughts, oh, this is compassion, this is sadness, or doing a body scan, how does my body feel, or even, yet again, movement, like yoga, or even dance, anything that helps quiet the mind will help decrease the sensation of noise and clouds and clutter. And as that decreases, you will be able to see with clarity. Connecting to Ajna, also related to the pineal gland, where a ton of beautiful things can happen. So that's yet another place to research if you want to connect more to Ajna. Lastly, we have Sahasrara, Aries. This also may make some astrologers scratch their head, but why Aries is associated to Sahasrara is in relation to the horn. What does the horn do? It emits vibration. It is musical in nature. So again, if you're an astrologer, you can connect to this place by researching and integrating more Aries qualities. Sounds have been known to help connect us to certain aspects of our body, 
But as Sahasrara actually exists above the head, it actually ex doesn't exist within the body, it hovers above it, we can begin to connect to this space by vibration, listening to music, resonance, how we relate to other people empathetically or energetically, and silence as well by simply receiving information. If you want to get better at connecting to Sahasrara, how good of a listener are you? If you want to learn yet another way how to connect to this space, the color of white is also very helpful as it reflects in the sensation of pondering upon, knowing, gnosis. Without the need of facts or knowledge, it is intuitively going with the gut. This is a, quite a lengthy podcast, but I'm going to run through all of these fairly quickly as often upon second reflection, I find a little gem of information. So let's do a speed round here. Muldahara, how to connect to it, where red root vegetables and tailbone exercises. Grounding any sort of thing that calms a body, the earth is made up of minerals and stones. If you're a fan of minerals and stones, you can hold a crystal as that is a slowing, vibrating property in the world. And also bones, things that help your calcium, things that strengthen your bones also help connect you to Muldahara. Zodiacs associated with this, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Moving up into Svadatan, the sacral chakra. What's this color? This color is orange. Zodiacal properties, Scorpio. If you want to learn more about it, research into Scorpio. How can we connect to this space? Things that affect your sacrum, the back of your body. Also, sacrum, the back of your body, connecting to the color orange and getting in touch with the expression of feeling, moving up into Manipurna, solar plexus. What color is this? Yellow. What zodiacal properties rule this place? Libra and Virgo. How do we connect to it? Sunbathing, not necessarily sun gazing, but allowing the sun to wash over the body. Projection, noticing what we're putting out into the world. What are we creating? And are we doing so out of an authentic space? Really growing in harmony to what we're projecting out into the world and noticing how we can absorb the sun, absorb the energy of the sun in that way. Really playing around with the lighting in your house or your apartment or your residence. And that's a wonderful way to begin connecting to Manipurna, the solar plexus. Moving up into Anahata. What color is this? Green. What elements? We have the wonderful Leo and Cancer. How do we connect to this space? Unconditional love. That's a great way of doing so. Breathing exercises. How we breathe and exercise in it of itself, getting our heart rate up. By connecting to these, we begin stimulating anahata. Moving up into Vishuddha, the throat chakra. What zodiac should I research? Gemini. What other practices can I do? You can begin modulating how we speak to ourselves, changing up how frequently or infrequently we talk, and noticing any sort of 
oning or toning is that actually stimulates the vagus nerve and that has a plethora of benefits in it of itself. Dare to sing. Also, Vishuddha is associated with the color blue. Moving into Ajna, the third eye, what color is this? Purple. What zodiac? Taurus. How can I connect to it? Imagination, meditation, contemplation, projecting something that you want to see and seeing if it finds you, if it flows to you. I'm going to think of Crayola. I'm going to think of a microphone and seeing the next time you notice or see that microphone or the name Crayola. Lastly, Shahasrara. What zodiac is that? Aries. How can I connect to it? This is symbolic of the color white. Instead of contemplation or meditation, there's reflection. Understanding and looking back at who you are, looking at your behaviors, and noticing everything that we do on autopilot or automatic. And as we begin to become more conscious of the things that we do unconsciously, we begin to understand and know ourselves. Also, music, listening to music, letting the vibrations wash over us. And lastly, one of my favorite practices is actually the anointing of oils. What sort of oils or elements can you place on top of your head? Maybe frankincense, maybe myrrh, maybe even cinnamon, maybe lemon. What sort of oils or crowns or jewels can you anoint your head with? In a lot of indigenous cultures, they believe that the head is connected to the universe. And by adorning the head in certain ways, we begin to come in contact with our conscious and spiritual body. Also know, there are so many more chakras than these seven ones, but this is a great start into understanding the chakras, and hopefully you've received one technique out of the ones shared here that will help you connect to at least one of your chakras. That is my goal. Thank you so much for investing this time and listening to this podcast. And until next time, the spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, recognizes, admires, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Aho Matakwiasan. Om Namah Shivaya. Namaste.